The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletical Physical Therapy and CDW. Trying to slide out of a three-game skid and four out of six when they greet the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football at Soldier Field. They've had great success against them. The Vikings just four and 16 of the last 20 trips since 2000 to Soldier Field. And Mike Zimmer, six and six as a head coach against the Bears. Good evening, everybody. I'm Jeff Joniak, my broadcast partner, Tom Thayer from News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM. Welcome into the program. We're brought to you by IGS Energy with our producer tonight, Julio Rosas and the Score Studios, we got producers Jordan Treadup and Dan Brilli helping us out as well. Tom, how you doing? And, you know, I'm looking at this thing, and a lot of questions today on the, on the news conferences, the Zoom calls, about getting things turned around immediately. Otherwise, you're at a critical breaking point. And you heard nothing but positivity about where they're at, though, because if you look at it any other way, it could implode. But Matt Nagy and Nick Foles being positive. Yeah, you know, I think Nick carries himself professionally and positively. But, and that's something that could click at any moment. So if you take this football and you look at it from the offensive side of the ball and you just cure a couple of the problems that have been haunting them the last couple of weeks, it could be a completely different offensive team on the field. And I think when you're complimented by the defense and the type of power and showcase ability they have, um, I think this is the perfect opponent for the Bears to face on a Monday night in front of a national TV audience because if you're really going to get this thing turned around and you're going to get it back in a direction that people think that you have a team as capable of something, it's going to be about beating the Minnesota Vikings convincingly on Monday night football, showing some growth on the offensive side of the ball, but show the devastating defense. Coming up on our program in moments at 610, we're joined by local product Pete Bursich. He is the longtime analyst of the Minnesota Vikings and their radio network. And at 6.30, we're joined by defensive lineman Bilal Nichols. Also going to hear from Cairo Santos tonight, the birthday boy today, Tommy. He's uh, celebrating his birthday. He'll be our feature on game day live on Sunday morning at 10.30 on Fox 32. Our buddy Lou Canellis. Let's, uh, let's handle some of the news of the day, Tom. Uh, so safety Deion Bush activated from the reserve COVID-19 list. He's missed a couple games this year, so I'm sure it shocked him that uh, he could not play last week and then had, had to find his way back to Chicago by car. The Bears set that up for him. So, again, some of the issues that uh, COVID-19 is creating. Yeah, I mean, it is amazing nowadays when you have to send a player home in a car by himself so he doesn't infect the rest of his teammates. But it is a safety measure that you got to take. And every one of these players and assistant coaches and position coaches, they all are in an understanding of that. So um, I think Deion Bush has showed up a lot this season, and I hope he gets an opportunity to get back on the field. Because, you know, even last week when you watch the punt team and you think of the Flyers, you know, um, Cordero Patterson is ever-present. But it's always that fighting for attention on the other side. So if he does get back in there, I think it will be a positive for the defense and the special teams. Yeah, especially with Sheriff McManus. He didn't practice today because he's got an injury as well. bunch of injuries on this team right now. Ooh, 16 uh, long in- guys. Yeah, long injury report. So Sherrick injured his hand in the game. Uh, also, I, I want to add that Dion was not 
It was not known that he had COVID. He was exposed to somebody outside the organization, precautionary measure. Uh, Roy Robertson-Harris, Tom. We had high hopes for a big year for Roy Rob, uh, restricted free agent. The Bears reinvested in this year, but he'll be a free agent after the season. He goes on injured reserve, uh, had shoulder surgery reportedly yesterday. Well, you know, he's a weight room guy. He's a gym rat. He's totally committed to what you got to do in the sport um, to try to, you know, extend your career. And so what Roy Robb has done in the early portions of his career about changing positions up and down, gaining weight, losing weight, now he's kind of found a home as a defensive lineman. I, You know, I, I do think he's got a bright future in the NFL, but now the next couple months will be about rehab. So Sam Mustafer and Jason Spriggs both missing practice with knees today. Now, some of the popular thinking was that Spriggs, who's now off of the COVID list, might be able to come back to the offensive line and move in at right tackle, reset the offensive line a little bit. Would you say that's still up in the air? Well, no, I think if he's healthy, he's ready to play, you know, because he finished the game a couple weeks ago when he did have an interruption for a couple plays, and he came in and played pretty well. And then you can move Rashad Coward back to the left guard position and have a, a lot of your normal pieces in place, but I think the center position, uh, either Alex Barr, Sam Mustafer, or I don't even know the status of Cody Whitehair yet. Right, he's still on the COVID-19 reserve list. Same story for Lechavius Simmons. Uh, rest days today for Jimmy Graham, Akeem Hicks, and Danny Trevathan. That's been normal. Uh, A-Rob with a, a knee, Roquan back, Mingo shoulder to shine Gibson foot. They were limited today. I don't think there's anything to worry about there. But a lot of conversation about David Montgomery, Tom. He's in the concussion protocol that's in the league's hands, frankly, when he gets cleared to return. Short of his return, you're hearing a lot of questions being asked about Lamar Miller because that's a veteran of note on the practice squad right now. A couple of 1,000-yard seasons, one in Miami when Bill Lazor was there as an assistant and one in Houston when his current running back coach, Charles London, coached him for two years. It is an intriguing option should something not be right with David. Right. I, I, there's a lot of similarities to Lamar and to David Montgomery when you look at their body style. But there's a big difference with Ryan Nall. So I do think if, they, if David Montgomery is not able to answer the bell on Monday night, then I, it, it's got to be a, a backfield that Ryan Nall, he really, he, I, I think the line starts behind him. And then you have Cordell Patterson, Lamar Miller, and Artavis Pierce. So there's a long list of guys. But to me, I, I, I'm still intrigued by what Ryan Nall could offer a team if he was offered um, a significant amount of snaps. Right, not getting any carries. Got a few pass catches, but we know he's a north-south runner, Tom. We've always liked him. He does have breakaway ability as well. We'll continue to break things down. Look at the Minnesota Vikings, a team that has gone to the division and knocked off a couple of opponents. So they've got some juice right now. A two-game winning streak coming to Soldier Field. We'll break it down with Pete Bursich, the veteran analyst of the Vikings Radio Network. It's all coming up next here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. Choose clean energy for your home at IGS.com because every good choice adds up to a better world. Bears and Vikings coming up Monday night, 420 the pregame, 720 the kickoff on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. With Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak, and joined by our good friend Pete Bursich, Provident Catholic's finest. A Golden Domer celebrating, no doubt, the, uh, I guess, I mean, we're calling it an upset, right, of Clemson, Pete? I don't know. I didn't, I, I didn't even know they won. <laughs> you guys, you guys are really thrilled by that. Oh, that. That was fun, man. That was fun. How you doing, man? It was. I'm good. So you guys do a three-hour pregame. Whatever they're paying you, they should double it. I'll tell you that right now. 
That's yep. a long three game. How do you keep Thayer from falling asleep for three hours before a game? I never sleep. Uh, that yeah, fact right. is true. He does not sleep. He is not you know, one of those there. He's not a hibernating bear, no question. They, when I found out there weren't going to be fans in the stands and that we weren't going to be traveling, that was the one thing I knew I was going to miss was to see that big, bald, beautiful head on the <laughs> sidelines on TV before the game. I'm like, I don't get to see Thayer. On the, I did, it, just, it just breaks a man's heart. It you know, is a, Jeff, that, that's, that sounds like a broadcaster that has the leading rusher coming into Soldier Field. <laughs> he wanted to spread those peacock feathers out and come around yeah, our booth. Well, yeah, well, I don't know about, you know, we do have, it's not just one guy on a team, unfortunately. So, we've, you know, we've got our own issues, and which is why we're two games under 500. Well, so, what are they? Uh, what are we, three and five right now? No, what are the issues? Oh, the issues. Well, I mean, you know, uh, hearing the names like Chris Boyd, uh, Chris Jones, or Harrison Hand, does that strike the fear in any wide receivers in the league? How about Jeff Gladney? How about that name? No? Oh, well, he's a first-round pick. <laughs> no, he's actually, glad of all of them, Gladney has been has been playing the best. And, uh, you know, defensively, uh, thank God that, uh, you know, Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris have been, you know, our safeties, and they've, They've been around for for the whole season, but uh, we've had a bit of a bit of a revolving door at corner. We've we've seemed to have settled down a little bit, not giving up as many big plays in the passing game, uh, but we are giving up, you know, still giving up a lot of yards. And you know, your guy just threw the ball what forty five times in one game, so he set a franchise record for most pass attempt pass attempts. So you know, looks like he's ready to go. Hey Pete, when you lost all that veteran talent in the off season. Was this expected of the defense this year that maybe they were going to live through some growing pains, or did they think they they had the uh, the draft capital to be able to come in here and, and, and you know insert and play? Well, I mean, you know, you, you lose um, you know you lose Daniil Hunter. I think that's that's kind of the big thing. You know, you had Everson Griffin, um, but you had Daniil Hunter. You didn't really you you, you know you, you wanted to get. You know, you wanted to get Everson back. I don't think that was any anything personal or anything you know like that there, but they just did, weren't willing to, I think, pay what, what Everson Griffin wanted to make. And so, you know, losing one of the two uh, makes sense. But then you have, a, you know, our nose tackle opted out because of the COVID, and then you lose Daniil Hunter to a neck injury. Now you're down three of your four starting defensive linemen. Um, and, you know, so it's not it's not ideal, but fortunately – We've um, we've done a decent job drafting at that position. So some of these young guys, some of these guys that you've never heard of, like Jalen Holmes or DJ Wanham or Jaleel Johnson or Armin Watts. I mean, you know, Afadi Adenabo is probably our you know most experienced defensive lineman. I mean, two and a half sacks. That's uh, you know that's about it. When we lost Unique and Gakwe during the trade, he was you know he had five sacks, so he still leads the team, uh, even though he's been in Baltimore for a couple weeks. All right, so now let's – you think what you said about your defense and the growing pains they're facing, I guess the best um, the best help there is having a leading rusher. So if you yeah. stop if you stop or are able to contain Dalvin Cook, is the rest of the offense good enough to pick up the slack? You know, I think that's, that's the question that's going to get answered really Monday night. I mean, um, you know, Dalvin Cook, I, I, I was fortunate enough to grow up well, watching Walter Payton um, got to play against Barry Sanders, and then I called every game that uh, Adrian Peterson played as a as a Minnesota Viking, and 
you know, Dalvin Cook is he I don't I wouldn't put him in that, you know, that category of those three. Um, but he he's up there. He's a very versatile running back. Um, if he lines up at wide receiver or catching the ball out of the backfield, he's you know, he's very, very good at that. He's also very good in protection, which not every running back is is, is very good at. And I think what happens is is, you know, we struggle on third and long. And so when Dalvin's not getting three, four yards a crack on first and second down, it puts us in a puts us in a tight spot. Now Justin Jefferson, our rookie wide receiver from LSU, uh, he's lead. He leads the team with 620 some yards in receiving. Um, a bit, you know, big play threat runs well after the catch. And then of course there's Adam Thielen and Kyle Rudolph and Herb Smith Jr. But you know the the games that we've won, uh, we've kind of kept the ball out of the hands of Kirk Cousins, who you know was kind of interception happy in the beginning of the season. I mean, every loss we've had, he's thrown at least one interception. So to keep him on the positive side of that. Uh, and as we make our way out of a minus six take give, um, you know, we're able to win a couple of football games. And I mean, I, I, I kind of see it that way. I mean, the, you guys are going to stop Alvin and it's going to be up to Kirk Cousins to throw a couple deep balls or a couple big plays down the field, kind of like what you saw last week against Tennessee. And, you know, if we can do that, um, the Vikings have a you know good chance. If not, uh, then it could be a long night. Cause I, I don't know. I, I, if Dalvin Cook can put up over 100 yards on the ground against the front seven you guys have defensively, um, you know, then I'll, I think I'll, I'll hit a whole new level of respect for our offensive line, for C.J. Ham, our fullback, you know, and, uh, you know, for Dalvin Cook himself. Pete Bursich, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is Bears All Access with Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak. Hey, tell us a little bit more about Justin Jefferson because he is taking the league by storm, literally 18 yards of grab, uh, blowing everybody away in terms of what he can do. I think his maturity level was very high coming into the league, much like our own Darnell Mooney, who's a fifth-round pick and getting a lot of attention yeah. just in the little bit that he's accomplished so far. But but this guy's the, the number one guy in the league in terms of Yeah, what a, I mean, what an amazing draft class at the wide receiver position. It seems like every – it seems like every 22 years the Vikings get it right because about 22 years ago, you know, we had uh, we drafted Randy Moss, and then 22 years before Randy Moss, we drafted a guy named Sammy White. You know, unfortunately, you have a couple of Laquan Treadwells, uh, you know, sprinkled in there in between, which which really isn't good. But when you know when we lose Stefan Diggs, what Stefan Diggs did is, you know, his his yards per reception last year was somewhere was somewhere around 18. And it went from 10, 10 yards per catch the year before to 18. And that was the biggest one, you know, one season jump by any receiver in the NFL. So he was our deep threat. He was the guy that could get behind the off, get behind the defense, excuse me. And Jefferson had, you know, that was the big thing is can we get that big playability from him? Um, and, and, and we have, it's been more run after the catch. However, it hasn't been 40, 50 yard passes down the field. It's been, you know, 20, 15, 20 yards, and then letting him run. So uh, he does do a great job of creating separation, which, you know, Laquan Treadwell, our other first-round pick from a couple years ago, never really did. Um, He's been very, yeah, very impressive wide receiver. Uh, He's learning the game. I mean, that's and that's the big thing. He's mature enough to know that it's as much an art form as it is anything else. You can't just run a great 40. Uh, But, you know, good hands and a great catch radius. He can come down with some, uh, you know, some of those passes that are tightly contested. Um, And, yeah, we're – I mean, it's been a pleasure to watch this young man go about his business. 
um, and, you know, and Dalvin Cook at the same time. You know, to me, those yak yard guys are, are more dangerous, and they, they get my attention because guys can they're, – they're possession receivers all around this league, but if the protection's not holding up against some of these better pass rushers in the league, you need guys that can do something with the ball after it's given to them, and they create the separation to get there. And, you know, that's what makes defenses nervous. Yeah, no, absolutely, because you can, you know, and the same thing with Dalvin Cook. I mean, you, when you, when you're a defensive coach and you have guys in the right spots, I mean, that's that's where the coaching ends and having to be a player begins. And if you have guys in the right spots and they still can't make the plays, um, you know, that's what that's what keeps defensive coordinators up all night. And, you know, but Joniak, you guys know you haven't cut the grass in that stadium, the, the stadium in a park. You haven't cut that grass in like three weeks. Uh-huh. It's going to be ankle deep, and it's you know it's just a smart thing to do. It's like that every year when we go there. Hey, let's hope so. I hope there's a doggone snowstorm. You know, <laughs> got to slow those guys down, Tommy. Hey, Pete, you played uh, at Notre Dame. You know all about letting the grass grow along and slow those athletes down that come in the uh, south. What are you talking? They don't even have grass there anymore. I mean, no, come on. but when you went when you went there back in the archaic days, they did have oh, natural yes. grass. Yeah, I remember Newt Rockney would go out there on his tractor and cut it himself. He would be out there mowing that. He'd be mowing that nice and you know, nice and short for us and everything else. Yeah, those hey, were the Pete, those when, were the days. When when you look at Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, but you look at the role that Kirk Cousins has played in their career. Justin Jefferson barely has had a career, but he's got big numbers. Adam Thielen comes from what Minnesota State comes out there try out, and now he's a you know double digit per catch. And then you look across yeah. the Bears and you see a rookie corner. What relationship is it the Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen or Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson that you think would be planned against a rookie corner in Jalen Johnson uh, the Bears? Well, I, I would think they would want to get the veteran against them, Adam Thielen. I still think Cousins um, leans more the way of Adam Thielen, and the closer you get to the red zone, uh, and the shorter the field gets, the more he leans on Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen's seven touchdown receptions. Uh, Jefferson has three, um, and a couple of those were big. One was for uh, 71 yards. So I still I still think Cousins wants to lean toward Adam Thielen. I would think the smart thing would be to have, if you can, have Kyle Fuller, uh, you know, working on Adam Thielen and, and then let the young man, let the two rookies kind of battle it out. I mean, I think um, – uh, is it Okun, uh, the rookie uh, from Ohio State that played with uh, Detroit? I think uh, Jefferson got the best of him a couple <clears throat> a couple of times last week. But uh, yeah, so that'll be you know that'll be that'll be a really good be a good matchup. But I would try to keep the rookie on the rookie and then keep the keep the veteran Kyle Fuller on Adam Thielen. You know, when you when you look at a couple guys, you know Harrison Smith, he's the scariest defensive player that the Minnesota has, and they've had the last couple of years. He he's very deceitful. He can hide. He can bait a quarterback into making a throw that he knows what area responsibility he has. He's not always going to line up or a good blitzer near the line of scrimmage. Is he the guy that? Zimmer or the defensive coordinator of this team has the most confidence in to not be a freelancer, but kind of work the field the way he sees it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Harrison Smith and the thing about Harrison is he's so versatile. You know, he can, if he walks down up to or walks down in the line of scrimmage, the, you know, the offense has to respect that because he can, um, you know, he can defend the run very well. He can also blitz very well. So, you know, sometimes you have a safety, you know, like maybe Anthony Harris, when he comes down, you just kind of look and say, yeah, they're just bluffing that way. 
because you you know as a coordinator you only you know certain guys blitz better than others. Uh, the other guy though uh, is Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks um, leads this team in tackles by I believe forty. Um, uh, you know, got an interception last week. Very very good pass defending uh, linebacker, and I think between Harrison Smith and Eric Kendricks. You've got, uh, you know, those are the two veterans kind of down the middle of the defense that that uh, Zimmer's really relying on. Zimmer's definitely simplified what the defense does uh, from a coverage standpoint, um, just because the youth are the cornerback position. They just don't have the, you know, the awareness to, to you know, pattern read and pass things off and do those things. And so I think it's allowed our some of the shorter passing game to be more open, so to speak. But um uh, but Harrison Smith and Eric Kendricks are, you know, are by far the two leaders on on our defense, and and you know, you know Zimmer's relying on those two all the time. Pete Bursich, our guest, the longtime analyst for the Minnesota Vikings on radio, but also a former assistant. Tom, do you remember Pete being an assistant coach with the Vikings? Oh, of course. I mean, oh, I course. literally <laughs> forgot that. And don't right. be offended. I just cannot. I don't remember that, Pete. I know you're going to get mad at me, but that's great because, that's right. no, you know. They, you I mean, know, they fired me. They, the Vikings have fired me like three times, and I keep coming back. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I don't even like to go over the building just because, you know, I don't want them to realize I'm still around. It's charm. You know, and then I did not realize this either because, um, and again, this is bad on me, but your grandfather, Bob, was a college football player. What's that? My dad. Oh, your dad. Okay. Your dad yeah. at Michigan State and the Dallas Cowboys. What, yeah. what years? He was, on the original, he was on the original Dallas Cowboy team in 1960. Oh wow! Uh, and played till '62, where he hurt his knee. But he was on uh, he was on the na- uh, national the national champion uh, uh, Michigan State team um, in the late '50s. He went to Argo High School. He was an Argonaut back and graduated in '55. So oh, wow. you know, you know, south south, south suburb type. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's you know when when it, when your dad has done something, it's kind of like when your dad's an accountant. And everyone's asking, you know, you're going to be an accountant when you grow up. You're like, yeah, well, my dad does. It should be pretty easy. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It kind of took, it kind of, it kind of, you know, took the luster off of all of it. But um, uh, yeah, he's he's still around. 84 still lives down in uh, down in New Lenox, and go down and see him as much as I can. And you know, he's still he's still kicking. Very good. Well, shout out to Bob. Hopefully, he's a Bears fan. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to answer that, are you? <laughs> Well, I was growing up. I mean, come on, you know, in '85, I'm you right, know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm 14, talking about 13, I'm talking about Papa, old. Papa Bob. You know, well, you know what though? He he played against the Bears in Wrigley Field, and I know you guys have a section in your in your book about their the Bears' record when they played at Wrigley Field. But yeah, they he played against the Chicago Bears in Wrigley Field when the brick wall was right in the corner of the end zone. So that's that's how long ago we're talking. Now, Tom, the reason I said grandfather because i'm looking up pete's son at the university of minnesota is a, a linebacker there a redshirt freshman it says grandfather bob bursich played college football at michigan state in the nfl with the dallas cowboys so my bad and a little how's 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 young pete doing by the way oh, oh uh, we call him we, we call him repeat repeat's doing great <laughs> you know he's he's uh it's been a goofy big kind of a it's been a really crazy big 10 season for those guys and uh you know, the Gophers didn't start out uh, the way they wanted to. I think they have Iowa coming up, so it'd be a big, it'd be a good test, good test for them. But PJ Fleck is 
come from Western Michigan. He's done a, done a real good job. It's, it's a completely different environment than the one I knew going to Notre Dame with Lou Holtz. You know, it's completely a little, and I'm sure it's a little different atmosphere than, you know, when Sayer was around. I mean, it's, uh, it's all positivity. It's all, uh, you know, it's a, it's just a, it's a different, different animal, different kids, I guess. I don't know. The game's the game in that respect has changed a ton. So. All right, Pete, well, we're going we're gonna to let you go. We got Bilal Nichols coming up here in a moment, Bears right. defensive lineman. Uh, Right. So you're not traveling, so we won't see you, but uh, hopefully down the line we will and uh, get together no, we'll shortly. Be, we'll be calling them off the TV. I was going to say, Tommy, the 46 zone, the bear front is still around, and the Vikings are running the counter and power to it, which is the same thing that ended it ended that front 25 years ago. So it's old is new again. How about that? Well, you better have the right personnel to run that defense because it's not something you're just going to throw 11 defenders out there and say, okay, run this front or else. No, but you guys do have the right guys for sure. All right, Pete. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Take care. Best to you. Coming up next, Bilal Nichols will join the program. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by Microsoft Service and CDW. People who get it, learn more at CDW.com. With Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak, getting ready. And you ready for the Bears and Vikings on Monday Night Football. The Vikings coming to town with a two-game winning streak and now joined on the show by defensive lineman Bilal Nichols. Bilal, thanks for joining us tonight. How's everything going? Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Everything going good on this side. Yeah, going good. A uh, little, little extra time to get ready with the Vikings can't hurt when you guys are uh, got, got a long injury list right now. I guess that's the the mid season bumps and bruises. So, how how is your body holding up at this point in the season? Yeah, you know my body's holding up good. I mean, you know, like kind of like you said, you know, as, as the season goes on, things start to show up, and you know, you just gotta you know jump on it early and attack it in treatment and just try to make sure you stay on top of your body because you know we we plan on playing this thing all the way till past the Super Bowl, so you gotta stay on top of your body. Hey, Bilal, how you doing? It's Tom there. Nice talking. Thanks for taking the time out, first and foremost. Hey, when when you think of a game this magnitude for the Bears, divisional game, national TV audience, and everybody knows about the Bears' defense, do you guys feel that as a pressure, or do you feel it as a positive? Uh, we uh, First of all, hey, Tom, how you doing? Always okay. good talking to you. Um. You know, we, we we look at it as a as a positive. You know, we we, we want to be the the defense that people talk about. We want to be known to have a rugged defense, a a defense that fly around and cause havoc and just make it hard on the opposing team. So uh, we embrace things like that and we hold ourselves to that standard. I mean, that's ultimately that's 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 what you want from your defense. You know, when you look at yourself throughout the course of the season, you've played a variety of positions. Is Blyle Nichols morphing out of the edge uh, player that he is because you're playing inside so much, or are you still an edge player but you're embracing the opportunity on the inside? Uh, I think I'm an edge player who's embracing the opportunity to play inside. Uh, I mean, you know, I just I, I look at it as a you know opportunity for me to show that you know I'm I'm a, I'm a versatile player and you know any anywhere I can contribute on a football team. Um, you could put me there, and I'm and I'm going to make things happen. Um, you know that that's always been the type of player I looked at myself as, and that that I always wanted to be, just versatile, 
um, you know, switch army night type of guy. You can throw me in anywhere, and then, you know, I'll still be productive. What's it like moving inside like that? What have you realized this year? Because you've played it before, but now such a, uh, a consistent a number of snaps there this year. What What's it like in there for you in terms of X's and O's and just how what kind of trash you got to sift through? Yeah, man, it's it, it's definitely different. Um, you know, my first two years, I would play it. Um, you know, I was more of a you know a rotational guy coming, but you know, my my primary position was defensive end. Whereas this year, you know, most of my work come from being inside. It's definitely different. Um, things happen a lot faster. Um, when you when you in there playing nose and you inside like that, grinding in the trenches, um, things happen a lot faster. Doubles happen a lot faster. Um, you have to be more precise with your technique. It's no, it's not really any room for error because everything happens so much faster in there. Whereas when you outside it in, you know, you have time and space that may allow you to make up for, you know, some technique issues. So, for example, if you take a wrong step or, you know, or, or, or you know, you gain the ground, you have time to, to, to react to the block that the tackle is giving you because you have space and, you know, it's, it's a lot of area to cover. Whereas, you know, inside it's not like that. So it's definitely different. But uh, I, I, I love the challenge. Um, I've always been that type of way. And, you know, I look forward to it. Hey, Blau, um, when you look at, you know, last week when we were listening to the Zoom conferences by the coaches, a lot of them were talking about how you have to – where they want you positioned when you're tackling Derrick Henry. How is tackling Derrick Henry different than tackling Dalvin Cook? Yeah, well, you know, Derrick Henry, you know, everybody knows he, he's a lot bigger. Um, uh, definitely a physical guy. Um, so, like, with him, uh, if you notice, a, a lot of tackles, when people attack him high, he breaks them uh, because he has the upper body strength and, you know, he has the power and he runs hard enough to be able to break those type of tackles. Um, you know, whereas if you tackle him low um, and you wrap up his ankles, it's, it's kind of hard for anybody to run when your ankles is wrapped up. It don't matter how big you are. So, uh, you know, a, a guy like him, you know, you got to tackle more low, be a lot more fundamentally sound in your technique and tackling it. Whereas Dalvin Cook, he's he's the type of guy, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to get a hand on him in the first place. You know, he's so good at changing direction, uh, you know, planting off one foot, moving the opposite way, cutting it back, um, you know, and he, and he creates space. Uh, he's very good at getting one-on-one situations with different people on the field, whether it be linemen, uh, corners, uh, safeties. He's very good at doing things like that. So, you know, it's two totally different types of runners. Um, and uh, the, the way you attack those runners are, are, are totally different. But uh, but Dalvin also has that ability to be able to break tackles. So, you know, we just got to wrap up, you know, and, and we know how to tackle. We practice it on a daily um, at practice. So we just got to stick to our technique. We got to do what we do. And, uh, we'll be fine. Hey, Blal, uh last week the Bears fans were introduced to Big Dan McCullers. It's number 75. Mm-hmm. Do you feel small when you stand next to him? <laughs> Six seven, three hundred and fifty-two pounds. Now, when you put him on the outside and they put you on the outside, there's still a lot of space being taken up. But I mean, mm-hmm. does, does he seem as massive to you as when I watch him out there on the field? You, you know what's funny? One thing about Big Dan, you, you said he's what six seven, three hundred and fifty-two pounds. Yeah. Yes. He is every bit of six seven and three hundred and fifty-two pounds. That's that's the thing, but. But but has the athletic ability to be able to move and and do things that a person that big shouldn't do. Um, so it's crazy because he he's he's one of the people you look at. He actually look make a team look small. 
So, you know, that, that'd be kind of funny sometimes if I'm out there with both of them and I'm looking at both of them, I'm like, yo, Keem, he kind of got you, bro. He look, you look like you need to hit the weight room a little bit, you know, messing around with him and stuff like that. But uh, he, he's came in and done an unbelievable job for his, uh, you know, he came in, he played really good football on last Sunday. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see him continue to get his opportunities and, and see what he does with him. Yeah, it's been interesting. Bilal Nichols, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, this is Bears All Access with Tom Thayer and Jeff Joniak, brought to you by IGS Energy, because uh, you got to give it to the personnel department. They've done some good things in this tough time to find players because teams are sucking guys up because there's protocol. It takes time to get them on the roster. If you're going to have you know, a concern with either COVID or an injury, you got to really have guys in the pipeline. But here, they bring in Daniel McCullough, six years with the Steelers on a very rugged defense, a very good defense. Uh, that's a Steeler type of guy right there. Uh, you got Mario Edwards Jr. He's come in and given you some pass rush. Very, very And Brent Urban last year. So it's been very good in terms of adding depth to that defensive line because you guys all can't take every snap. The best defensive lines are the ones that stay fresh and can rotate. Mm-hmm. Do you still feel fresh because of those guys here in 2020? Yeah, you know, I do. Uh, it, it, it allows me to feel like, you know, it, or anybody on our team and on our D-line in general, it makes us feel like we don't have to be out there every play, you know, you know, dog-tired, fighting through it, um, because we have guys that can rotate in and there's no drop-off in the game, you know, and these guys can come in and still play at a high level. So, you know, as a, as a, as a defensive line, that's, that's very important. Like you said, like the good defensive lines are – are, are, are the ones that, you know, rotate and, you know, keeps guys, keep fresh guys on the field and stuff like that. So, you know, that, that, that's been huge for us. And, you know, it takes a lot of pressure off of you as a player because, you know, naturally as a player, you, you never really want to come out the game uh, and feel like, you know, things are going to drop off, but we've never had that issue. So it makes things easier. You know, you, you out there for a few plays, you know, you're a little gas, you know, let another guy come in. And just know he's going to come in and do, do a great job, too. And you know it's no job off. So that, that's what you want. That's a championship defensive line right there. Hey, Blau, you, you know, when they talk about the relationships in, in terms of football, quarterback, receiver, running back, offensive line, the relationship between you and Robert Quinn, I think it has, it has had a real effect. You guys run stunts really well together. He brings in a, a great deal of experience. In just talking football and getting to know Robert Quinn, what can you teach us about him that we haven't had a chance to go face-to-face with him because of the strange times we're in? And, you know, how, how do you and he talk football together? Oh, man, it's, it's, one thing I love about Rob is uh, Rob is a very selfless person. Um, I mean, like, literally, he, he's a dude who will, you know, sacrifice his game for, for you to have the game. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of the times when we out there, me and Rob, we have great chemistry. I mean, we, you know, we talk a lot in the locker room. Uh, me, me and Rob really been able to develop that relationship with each other. Uh, but, you know, one thing that, you know, people might not know about Rob is he's, he's a very selfless person. Like, he, he's, he's all in, 100% a team guy. Uh, you know, he's everything you can ask for in a teammate. Um, you know, and, and a lot of our success has happened just because of our, the chemistry we've been able to build. And that uh, you know he, you know a lot of times he he'll he'll tell me just go, just go, and I'll, I'll play off for you, uh, and and that's just an example of him being selfless, you know, and and uh, and I do the same to him, and I feel like that's why things have been able to been been so impactful between us. 
Well, it led to your sack last week. Uh, you, you got a couple couple close calls on safeties, man. You almost got there, but it's been a good start. One last thing for me, and we'll let you go. So much appreciated. Uh, your draft class. There, there are mm-hmm. six guys that are still on the roster and contributing significantly. It, it's turning into yep. a very potentially impactful draft class, uh, and you guys are all tight. And, and Roquan Smith is leading the way right now. Uh, on yeah. your view of it, as you watch the tape, because you, you got to watch what he's doing. By, you, can't, you don't have eyes in the back yet. You can't see everything he's doing behind you when you get your hand down and, and rushing or stop on the run. Just w- w- how far he's grown here in 2020. No, yeah, you know, I, I, I see it, though. Um, and I and, and I, I tell Roquan, like, a lot. I'll be like, bro, man, you playing, you playing some really special football right now. Because, you know, obviously, you know, I don't see anything in game because, like, like you said, he, he's playing behind me. But when I cut that film on after the game off, oh, man, I, I see I see all type of all type of freakish <laughs> things that he does. Um, you know, the blend of speed, power, tenacity, all that type of stuff. It's, it's like it's like it's it's crazy to see, and uh, you know I tell him like it's it's funny because after the Tennessee game I told him I said bro you you know you play you play you play great football this game, you know it, it was times you you seen him coming downhill, meeting the fullback in 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 the hole and then still finding a way to get to the running back like it's crazy like I mean just seeing his growth just seeing the speed that he plays at day in and day out I mean you know he's one of those guys you know you'd be honored to play with. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's hope it's a long career for both of you, man, in Bears colors. Uh, Bilal, we so much appreciate it. You're uh, a wonderful guy to talk to, and uh, thank you so much. Good luck on Monday night. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, always a pleasure, pleasure, and I appreciate you guys for taking the time out to have me tonight. Very well. Thank you so much. Bilal Nichols, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Coming up, we'll hear from Cairo Santos. Uh, this is his birthday today. He's uh, he's on a hot streak. Twelve straight field goals for the Bears. We'll hear from him coming up next here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Hey, Bears fans! It's important to stay connected now more than ever. And at Motorola, we love making that possible with the new Razor. You can enjoy staying connected a little bit more. It's a phone. It's an accessory. It's an icon reinvented. Hello, Moto. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer. What a delightful guy, Belon Nichols is, Tommy have guys like that on a team and he's been that way since his rookie year you've seen him being a being a a media contributor but the development of his personality of his team concept of his development it's it's really impressive when you get a chance to talk to these guys over a a couple year period you know i mentioned that draft class too because again six of the guys Kylie fits the only guy not on the roster and every one of those guys James Daniels excluded at the moment because he's on injured reserve, but there's promise for him. Uh, Joel E.A. Booneyway, one of the core special teams players. Bilal, Roquan. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good draft class that is still contributing. Anthony Miller, obviously, and, and Javon Wims. Oh, I, I hope – I'm, I hope they're only scratching the surface, every one of those guys that you mentioned. And I hope that a guy like Anthony Miller hasn't even started to scratch right. the surface yet because he's got so much. But when you look at Roquan and where what he's considered doing in the league and how uh, respected he is and Blau Nichols playing since his rookie year, and you know if Joel E.A. Booneyway gets his opportunity to play, that he's super productive because – you know, when you talk about these guys that are sitting there waiting for when their opportunity is presented, you know, guys like Joel, you know, they're going to be they're going to be expected to be able to do a lot since they've had time to develop here. 
All right, Tom, uh, coming up on Sunday, we're going to have an interview on our Bears game day live show, Bears player profile on Cairo Santos. Here's a portion of it. Uh, what a journey it's been for the Brazilian native. It was the love for soccer that it, that has gotten me uh, to where I'm at right now. Growing up in Brazil, uh, all the other kids that I was around, uh, we dreamed being a, a professional athlete, but specifically a soccer player. So that was my life ever since my parents told me I could stand up. They gave me a ball and I would kick it around the house, kick it you know, over the walls of our house and go to the, to the, to the neighbor. So that was me up, up until high school when I was really developing the skills and, and, and trying to pursue that dream that in Brazil, as competitive as soccer is there, I wasn't getting the exposure that I was looking for to make it to another level. So I looked elsewhere in the United States. My dad, before becoming a pilot, he, he got his pilot license in, in Florida before meeting my mom and, and all that story. So he, my whole life, he would, uh, we would fly to the United States and he would tell me how, how great it was living here and, and getting that education. So that was a, a, a goal of mine, to be an exchange student. When I got to the right age, so something my dad convinced me to do when I was 15 years old, and so looked at, at Florida because of the weather similar to Brazil and, and started going with soccer. And one thing led to another. My buddies had me kicking a, a football because I couldn't throw a spiral. And uh, so I said, just kick it. And uh, he went four houses down the neighborhood and it said, that's equivalent of a, of a 60 yard field goal. And uh, they talked me in the next day after school, talking to the football coach and get me a tryout. And I could hit a 50 yarder that first day. And then he said, you're playing Friday, you're on the team. Aren't you proud of that journey? Yes, and I still feel like I'm, I'm living the dream. You know, I, I pinch myself, uh, you know, it's been seven years and I, I can't believe I've made it this far. And it's always one year after the other, just keep pursuing a, a, a bigger goal, a bigger objective. And, and I just want to keep going farther and farther in, into this dream because uh, you never know when the last, you know, your last time kicking a ball. And, and we've known how far it is to, or how difficult it is to get to where we are right now. So very few in the world that have this opportunity. So every opportunity, doesn't matter how you know, much success I've had, it's another day in the NFL in a great franchise like the Chicago Bears. It's uh, you know, one of those moments that you have to just step back, just take a deep breath and, and, and look around how, you know, like you said, you know, I'm, I'm proud of it and, and, and fortunate to, to be able to live my dream. What is your celebrity like in Brazil? You know, I've been fortunate to, you know, being the first um, Brazilian born player to, to make in the NFL as fast and, and as big as football has grown in Brazil. And, and I was able to, the moment I, back in 2014 that I entered the league uh, till now, I, I think I was an influence to spike that growth. It's something that I think gave me a platform to be an idol. Like I looked at uh, the Ronaldinho's, the Neymar's, um, the Kaká's, all those guys in, in, in Brazilian soccer. Yeah, some great names in the soccer world if you're a soccer enthusiast. But, uh, you know, think about it. He is helping in a great way a bunch of young kids who want to become uh, just like him in the National Football League, Tom, a long way away. Yeah, but, you know, it's the reflection of his work ethic. You know, Jeff, you've been around the NFL now. You've been around professional sports for your almost your whole adult life. And you've never seen a lazy guy being able to accomplish a lot in any type of career. And when he talks about his work ethic as a young kid and through the soccer program and then the constant dreams of 
having a better opportunity to have higher competition. I think every single guy that's successful in a professional career, it's about their work ethic. And I, and I think Kairos, um, and I, and I tease kickers a lot, but his determination, the success he's been able to have this year, the road's never easy. So I, I admire what he's been able to accomplish. Yeah, he's on a streak of 12 straight, Tommy. He made all his extra points. We don't want to jinx it, obviously, because uh, they need every point on this team that is struggling to find points. And if it's a kicker that's getting it done consistently, that's at least one, forgive the pun, uh, foot in the right direction. Tom Thayer and I will be back for one more segment. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Creedon cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 11.05 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago or watch anytime at chicagobears.com around the Bears official app. Tom, we got about a minute and a half. Uh, shout out Tony Medlin, the longtime Bears equipment manager. Got the 32nd annual coat drive cooking starting this weekend through February 27th. Time new and gently used coats donated at 85 designated locations at Jewel Osco's throughout Chicagoland area. He does good work, does he not? Oh, it's one of the greatest events ever created on behalf of the Bears, and it started when I was an actual player, so that tells you how long it's been going on. And when they get up there, and it's not a plea to the people, it's just a question, hey, if you have some extra jackets lying around, we have all these sites where you can drop them off, and then we can distribute them to the people in need during the winter. I, I, I love this event every year. All right, in addition to Cairo's birthday, Lance Briggs, a guy we covered every snap of his NFL career, seven-time pro bowler, a birthday boy today. In, in 30 seconds, give me your best Lance Briggs memory. Just his, you know, his initial reaction. You talk about a lot of guys that play, you know, kind of textbook robot-type football. That wasn't Lance. I know the coaches didn't always love it, but right. his reaction and his understanding and his speed and his desire and his willingness to hit, I just like when it was in motion because, you know, Lance was a, a freelance, uh, very good football player. All right, Tom, we'll talk to you Monday night. Bears and Vikings, thanks to Julio Rosales, also to our entire broadcast crew, and you for listening. Thanks to our guests tonight. Pete Bursich and Bilal Nichols. Colts and Titans coming up next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good night. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.